Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at polepositionmag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this, this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hello, my name is Rick Houston, and welcome to the Scene Vault Podcast, your source for all things NASCAR history. The checkered flag is out, and David Pearson, Martinburg, South Carolina, wins his third.
7500. It was the Bible. Dale Earnhardt is about to win the sixth of the last ten Winston Cup races here at Darlington. Checkered flag for the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. When you think throwback, you think about the history, the tradition, the legacy, the heritage of our sport. Howie Gann takes the checkered flag here in the Heinz Southern 500. It was chapter verse of what you wanted to get to get your content for the sport. NASCAR has now declared the Mountain Dew Southern 500 an official race. Darrell Waltrip, he's got the number he wants, victory lane. So it is my honor to announce that. Hello, I'm Steve Wade. And I'm Rick Houston, and I cannot tell you how much I've been looking forward to this episode. Calm down, calm down. (laughs) This is a very special episode. It's something that we've been working on for quite some time now. We are joined this week by Kerry Tharp, who is the president of Darlington Raceway. He has been here since 2016, so a little more than three years now. And prior to that, Kerry was the senior director of racing communications for NASCAR. And before that, he was in collegiate sports and worked for South Carolina. And he's a Gamecock. Yeah, he's a Gamecock. <laughs> and also, he worked for some school in Knoxville that we will not mention. <laughs> so, Kerry, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Well, Rick and Steve, uh, it's a pleasure to have you down here at Darlington. Uh, I'm glad you got your uh, raceway grill fix uh, out of the way. And, I keep uh, coming up with excuses. You don't need an excuse to come to Darlington, trust me. But uh, it's a real pleasure to be on uh, on the podcast uh, here today and a real pleasure to uh, to talk about uh, you know what we have in store, uh, uh, our race weekend coming up, which is not too far out. Well, Kerry, you and I first met back in mid-January. I didn't know that South Carolina ever got cold, (laughs) but it was cold that day because I remember having my jacket on. But I have been trying to figure out a way to finally announce what we're up to. I kind of teased the other day on Twitter and social media that we were going to be making this announcement, the episode that released July 24th. Didn't say what it was, but (laughs) I kind of had to laugh when Randy Ridgway at D-R-I-Z-Z underscore 81 He commented out of the blue, he said, is it going to be a special issue being given out that weekend? Because I'll hitchhike my ass all the way down there for that. (laughs) Well, tell him, Rick. Randy, start thumbing, baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Somebody will pick him up on Saturday. Start thumbing. (laughs) That's exactly right. Kerry, what are we doing? Well, listen, it is my privilege and my honor, first of all, to be associated with, uh, with you two. I've known you two for as long as I've been in NASCAR, and I've always respected uh, the job that both of you all do, the passion you have for the sport. So it is my honor to announce that jointly we are going to be producing a commemorative issue of Grand National Scene for our 2019 NASCAR Throwback Weekend coming up August 30 through September 1. I think it's going to be fantastic. How about that? Steve, you're going to have to ask the next question. All right. <laughs> Gary, you've got to give us the particulars. I mean, what's it going to look like and what will it cover? I know, but I want to hear you say it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our era this year that we're focusing in on, the five-year era, among other things, is 90 to 94. We're also focusing on David Pearson, uh, the late, great Silver Fox, uh, who passed away last November. Ten-time winner at Darlington. Right. 
I don't think that'll ever be surpassed. I think that's pretty safe to say. I don't think it ever will be. <laughs> Plus, it's the 70th running of the Bojangles Southern 500. So what better time to bring back, in my opinion, and the opinion of thousands and literally millions of NASCAR fans, what was always considered to be the gospel when it came to... The gospel according to Steve White. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. When it came to reporting on NASCAR from a news standpoint, a human interest standpoint, and behind-the-scenes standpoint. And so the issue is going to be 24 pages. Right. It's going to look, feel, smell. Read. Read, (laughs) just like the old Grand National scene looked like. And it's going to cover stories and content from that 90 to 94 period by the original writers. Right. Also... And this is really, really what I think is cool. The cover. Now, yeah. the cover. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the cover be there, buddy. Unbelievable. <laughs> David Pearson sitting on the hood of the car he drove in 1979 for Dale Earnhardt right. to win here at Darlington. Right. And what a great shot that is of the Silver Fox. And so there's going to be opportunities for fans to. Uh, be engaged with this. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But it's going to be, in my mind, a very cool addition to the Throwback Weekend. Each year, we try to do something a little bit special to make the previous or make this year different from the previous year. And this is that thing that I think that we have come on. And it was your guy's brainchild, as you mentioned. You came down here in a cold, cold day in uh, in January, and we've met several other times since. And early on, I, I saw the passion, and you know, you all just wanted to do this for the good of the sport, Absolutely. for the good of the yeah. fan. And you know, like I said, what better time to do it? Then throwback weekend at Darlington. Absolutely. And the articles, I want to mention, the articles that are in this issue of Grand National Scene reflecting upon 90 and 94 at Darlington are the original. Yeah. As they appeared as in they Grand appeared. National Scene written by the staff members who wrote them back then. And we've added something special. We have some original commentary and comms by Brand four yeah. Yeah, by four of the uh, longtime staff members there. That original material they graciously wrote for us, and that's going to be, I think, very special. Well, Kerry, I've got to be honest. When I came down here that first time in January, I was a little bit nervous because I figured that I was going to have to make a hard sale, and I didn't have to do that. I came down here, and I sat right here in this office, and you said, okay, how can we make this happen? Mm-hmm. And so it was almost like it made too much sense hmm. because – with what we do at the Scene Vault and the Scene Vault podcast and what you do with the Throwback Weekend, it is a natural fit. Right. It is a natural fit. Now, one thing that I do want to mention that this issue is going to include, one of the most popular sections, and Steve, I think you would back me up on this, one of the most popular sections that we had in the paper 
was the letters to the editor You'd section. You'd be surprised at how many readers <laughs> over the years yeah. wrote us and said, I read that first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would consider that the original social media. Back then, we didn't have access to our cell phones and tweet out something, you know, on the spur of the moment. Back then, you actually had to write a snail mail letter mm-hmm. and put a stamp on it and right. mail it to and the sign office. sign your name to it. And that's, oh, right. that's a completely different issue, Kerry. Right. The rule was, if it was anonymous, it doesn't see print. Exactly right. In the issue that covered the 1979 Daytona 500, mm-hmm. actually the issue after that, once the letters had the chance to come in, in that issue, the letters to the editor section is one complete page of copy, six columns. It had to be an eight-point print and no pictures, no nothing. All it was was people writing in to complain about Donnie, to complain about Kale, or to complain about Bobby, <laughs> or to say who won the fight. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And That's it right. was funny because one letter would be pro-Donnie, the next would be pro-Kale. Now, I say all that to say, this commemorative issue is going to include a letters to the editor section. And so what we are going to do, we are going to ask our listeners and our followers on social media, and and Carrie, you guys, I believe, are going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Email us very short notes of no more than 50 words. I know that's not a lot, but we've not got a lot of space to work with. Email us no more than 50 words about Darlington, about the throwback weekend, about your favorite throwback paint scheme, whatever, about your memories of scene, and we will see if we can get them in. Email those to DarlingtonScene at Yahoo.com, DarlingtonScene, S-C-E-N-E, at Yahoo.com, and the ones that actually run in the paper will receive a Darlington prize pack. So be sure to... <laughs> Be sure to sign your name, That's right, <laughs> and include your address. So that's exactly right. Now, Carrie, there is so much that we could talk about. Like I said, it does seem that Grand National Seam is a perfect fit with the throwback theme. Is that what you guys kind of sensed, and how you've kind of put this together? Well, without question, Rick. Uh, you know, when you when you think throwback, and this will be our fifth year of the throwback, uh, you think about. The history, the tradition, the legacy, the heritage of our sport. Uh, You think about reunion. You think about bringing back people to the racetrack that maybe haven't been here for a while. You'd be surprised at the drivers that we have invited back over the past three or four years that have come and have come up to me afterwards and said, hey, I appreciate you inviting me. I just didn't know if I you know, needed to come back anymore. Yeah. And that's what we want this weekend to become is a reunion for NASCAR. And so the grand national scene fits in there perfectly because for, you know, from 77 till 2009, it was the Bible. It was, uh, you know, chapter verse of what you wanted to get to get your, your, your content for the sport. Like you said, long before social media, long before, uh, you know, blogs or anything of that nature. And it, and it had the accuracy and the respect and the integrity from not only the readership, but from the entire sport. And you could go through the garage, and I guarantee you, you could talk to the drivers, teams, crews, owners, and other members of the media, 
And that's how they felt about this publication. And that's how they feel now. And it's, uh, you know, it's something that I think they're going to get a big kick out of it. When they're able to come to Darlington here in about, you know, six, seven weeks and be able to see once again, hold in their hands once again a copy of that Grand National scene. I, th- I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to generate an enormous amount of conversation and relive a lot of memories. Uh, and for people to go back and, and look at that 90 to 94 era here at Darlington, which really was a golden age when you look right, at it. I right. mean, you look at who was winning back then. I yeah. mean, Daryl Waltrip won back then. That was his last win. Uh, Earnhardt won several times here. Harry Gant, uh, Mark Martin in the old Xfinity Series, Robert Presley. I mean, I could go on and on. Sure. And it was a great time for the sport, a great time for Darlington. And also, when you look at that five-year period, um, you know, a guy by the name of Richard Petty was was leaving the sport, and then a fellow by the name of Jeff Gordon was getting into the sport. So right. it's a really a cool time, I think, of the sport. It's really before any of the social media ever hit. You know, you were lucky to have a cell phone back then. People actually talked. <laughs> yeah, people yeah, actually yeah. talked at dinner instead right. of texting one another at yeah. dinner. And so that's why I when, you, that is. when you get this scene in your hands, I think it's going to rekindle a lot of those fond memories. At Darlington Raceway, tradition comes alive. Here's Bill Elliott out of turn number four. Harold Kinder has the checkered flag in hand, and Elliott takes it and wins the Winston Million and the Southern 500. 70 years of racing at the track too tough to tame. David Pearson wins the 1977 Southern 500. Come celebrate the 90s with us at Darlington Raceway on Labor Day weekend. And Earnhardt will win his second Southern 500. His sixth victory at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina, Jeff Gordon will win. Mark Martin makes it four wins in a row. To purchase tickets, call 866-459-RACE. Alan Kowicki races off turn number three and back to start finish to take the checkered flag. Or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. The measure of a career winning a Southern 500. Yeah, baby, Bring the family and relive the history. Richmond gets the checker and Tim Richmond wins the Southern 500. South Carolina, just right. Well, Kerry, I am a history buff in general. I love going to Civil War battlefields. That's a passion of mine. And people that follow this podcast, they know my history with the human spaceflight program. They know how moved I was when I walked into the Apollo mission control room for the first time. I mean, that was just such an humbling experience to know everything that had taken place in that room. And I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that very same way when I come here to Darlington. I mean, we're sitting here in your office and maybe 50 yards that way, is where Bill Elliott crossed under the checkered flag to win the Winston Million, yeah. which was a high point at that time for this sport and got this sport a lot of attention no question. that it had okay. never had before. You've got right over there where Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton were all over each other. You had Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven battling like there was no right. tomorrow. That happened just a few yards from where we sit right mm-hmm. now. You've got the National Motorsports Press Association Hall of Fame just down the hallway here. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I love the history here, and to be here 
And to be involved in something like this is just absolutely humbling. Now, Carrie, how did the idea for the Throwback Weekend come about? How did that start? Who do you credit with starting that idea? <laughs> well, I because think it, it was a good one. It, it, it certainly was, Rick. And I think it was a collective uh, effort uh, from ISC. Uh, NASCAR certainly bought into it. But uh, Daryl Wolf, who is now the chief marketing officer for NASCAR and ISC, uh, had, a, had a real strong influence on this coming about. Certainly when Chip Weil got here to the president of Darlington, uh, that, that's when they first started to launch the idea. And Chip got it going, laid a great foundation uh, for it. Um, and, and, you know, obviously NASCAR had to get wrap their arms around it because it was something a little different, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and us being able to get it actually in the sanctioning agreement, that we are the official throwback weekend of So NASCAR. that's actually in the contract? Yes. It's, really? It's, it's in the I, sanctioning I agreement. That. Yeah. that Now, we got to get it back in there again when these sanctioning agreements come up here again in another year or two, but it's, it is in there. And uh, that's big. That's big. Uh, and I can't think of another sports league, another sports property, that in which you have the official something that, that's associated with an event. I mean, you have Old Timers Day at Yankee Stadium, and, and, and yeah. that's kind of – that's kind of what this is a little bit like, but it's more than that because it's a three, four day uh, affair. Uh, and, and, and I can tell you what, the, the, the three prongs that we look at are the, and, it, and it's pretty simple, Rick, the past, present, and the future. Obviously, the past here at Darlington uh, is iconic. Uh, and, and to bring back some of these heroes, uh, the present, you look at what we have now in this sport. The racing is outstanding. We have some great racers, uh, both veterans and young people. And then let's look ahead to the future. Uh, and the future of the sport right now, I think, is very, very good, uh, very promising. And so for us to be able to bring this into uh, uh, fruition, and I can tell you, Jim France – uh, who is now the CEO uh, uh, of NASCAR? Jim France is is someone who believes in this platform one hundred percent, and it's 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 something that that he has a real vision for to take this weekend and make it a reunion for NASCAR. Yeah, Kerry, why do you think that the fans and the drivers alike? have responded to this the way they have? I know part of the answer, I think, but what do you think? Well, first of all, it's something different, okay? And I think second of all, it, it, it lets you take a walk down memory lane, okay? And no, everybody likes that. Everybody likes to take a few minutes and remember, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But it also allows the sport to kind of catch its breath and recognize and honor those that did everything they could for the sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Daryl Waltrip announced his retirement here earlier this year, one thing he said was, I've gotten so much out of this sport, but believe me, I've put a lot into it too. And so – for the drivers, the teams, the sponsors, it gives them an opportunity to tr pay tribute to maybe something historic in their, in their uh, organization. 
pay tribute to a former driver, team, sponsor. Uh, but I think I think everybody collectively, Steve, and it's an interesting uh, 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 question that you raise. I think people like throwback. I think they think like to to especially live in this sport. Yeah, I think they like to live a little bit and remember. Uh, you know, the sport moves very very quickly. Uh, you know, obviously it's a sport of speed and of uh, excellence and of competition. But I think people like sometimes to 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 take a few moments and reflect on, you know, what what the sport was back in the day, as they like to say, and, and how it's gotten to where it is now and maybe where it's going to go. Right. And so, and I tell you, not only do the, do the lifelong fans and longtime fans like it, we have found that the young people like this throwback. We get almost 1,800 college students to come to our race every year most of them from the University of South Carolina. They absolutely love the throwback. They love huh. the retro paint schemes. They like all of that kind of uh, merchandise and, 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 and themes and, and, and so forth. And so uh, it's interesting. Not only, I think, does this appeal to, you know, what I would call the longtime fan or the avid fan, but I think it also appeals to the, to the, to the new fan. And, so, and that's who we're trying to reach is the new fan. Kerry, some of the teams have really pulled out the stops for their throwback paint schemes. And I know people in the garage who have gone to Great Lakes. I know Ryan McGee showed up in horn rim glasses and a wide world of sports jacket <laughs> for one of the throwback weekends. Mm-hmm. Jamie Bishop, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, he is a big collector of memorabilia. And he actually had a friend of his show up here at the racetrack in a uniform that Kel Yarbrough had worn. Wow. Now, I think once they got here and started getting a little sweaty, yeah. I think he kind of regretted bringing yeah. the original <laughs> Kel Yarbrough uniform. They have really gone to great lengths to embrace everything here. You know, Rick, they really have, and that's been maybe the biggest driver on how this has become so popular. Uh, because if you don't get the drivers – you don't get the teams and you don't get the, the sponsors and the media right. to buy into this, then, you know, you could have as great a content as you wanted to have, but if people aren't buying into it and embracing it and, and supporting it, then, you know, it's, it's likely not going to happen. And so uh, it's been all in, uh, so to speak. And, you know, the drivers love it. I know, I know the Wood Brothers in particular. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember my first yeah. year. I guess it was my second year here, actually. I was in Daytona in February, walking through the garage, and Eddie Wood was in a fast jog to come track me down <laughs> to let me know what their throwback scheme was going to be for Darlington. Now, we're talking about February, right. getting ready for the biggest race of the year, yeah. and he's thinking about Darlington. That's just the type of uh, of of collaboration we've had uh, with these teams and uh, drivers. And I tell you, it also, I think, has rekindled a lot of the memories and also brought in some sponsors that haven't been around for a while. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, that's kind of cool. I've, I mean, I've been around. Okay, I've been here a long time. But the thing about this throwback weekend that, that um, has real value to me is when I see these cars painted up in their retro mm-hmm. paint schemes, always – Something comes to me and says, oh, I remember that car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I remember who was driving it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of fun. If it's that way for me, it's got to be that way for fans. And I guarantee you some of these new competitors who come in there and see that retro look think of the same thing. I remember that car. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I'll never forget this, this uh, comment that Brad Keselowski made back earlier in the spring when we had an event a Bojangles Southern 500 event down in the governor's office in Columbia. He said that, you know, everybody wants to participate in the throwback. He says, because if you don't, if your team doesn't, he says, it's almost like going to a Halloween party and you don't have a costume. On. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was pretty well put. Well, we had to bring a newspaper to the party. So, mm-hmm. Kerry, what are some of your favorite paint schemes over the years? Well, you know, there's so many uh, that have have uh, been a part uh, of the previous four years, and there's going to be some great ones that are a part of this year. And several of them have already been, uh, you know, announced. Uh, they're almost announced now, two or three a week. But a few stick out in my mind, and and it's unfortunate that he didn't get to drive the car because of. Uh, uh, illness or, or, or concussions that he had with Dale Jr.'s uh, Gray Ghost uh, yeah. that he unveiled yeah. uh, for the 216 Buddy Baker tribute was, right. was really, really cool. I think uh, Jeff Gordon wound up driving that car. That's one of the cars that I remember. Saying, oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. Buddy did in that car, too. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the Tide car that I think Matt Kenseth drove uh, back in maybe 215 that was uh, a takeoff of the old Ricky Craven car that he drove to Victory Lane here was one that sticks out. Uh, a couple years ago, Brad Keselowski drove uh, one uh, that Rusty Wallace had made uh, famous. I think they called it Midnight, uh, the yeah. Miller Lite. Uh, and wore the wig, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that, that one certainly. And then, you know, how can you not – Always look at the 43, uh, the STP Chevy that uh, Bubba Wallace drove last year, I think was one of Richard's earliest STP paint schemes when he first signed up with STP years ago. Uh, that one sticks out. Tony Stewart had a cool one in his final season, 216. I think it was a Coca-Cola yeah. uh, tribute. For uh, Bobby Allison. Yeah. 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 yeah, That was excellent. And then, you know, last year, uh, and I think this, this one actually won best in show, William Byron's Rainbow Warrior. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Gordon yeah. was was outstanding. So Austin Dillon's last year, the number three Dale Earnhardt All Star Race uh, tribute was was. Those are just a few, Rick. I mean, every single one of them has special meaning. Uh, and there's going to be some really really cool ones this year too, both in the in the in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. And so uh, we look forward to, and I know the fans are looking forward to seeing those up close in person. Kerry, last question. When can we get started on next year's issue? <laughs> well, let's get through this one before. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, let's get through this one before. But no, I, I really want to uh, take this moment to to thank both of you all, and I want to thank the folks at American City Business Journals, uh, the parent company for the Grand National Scene, for their you know cooperation, their their uh, willingness to to let us do this. Uh, is, I think, very, very uh, thoughtful on their part. Uh, so thank you to those folks in that organization. And I want to thank you too, uh, Steve and, and Rick, both of you all, and, and all those that were a part of this publication over the years. And there's been dozens and dozens and dozens, and some of them aren't here uh, with us anymore, certainly. And I also think that when, when you think about this publication – 
it reminds you of, you know, some of the great, as I like to call them sometimes, scribes that we had back in the day. What, what, what I would really say were true journalists, true reporters. You know, you use the term beat reporter. Uh, and that's what, that's what these folks were. Uh, men and women, both. They yeah. were they were they were true reporters, and they had a vested interest, obviously, in the sport. They covered the sport. They covered it accurately. Uh, they covered it uh, with integrity, and you know they weren't homers by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, they weren't, but they also knew that the sport that they were writing about impacted millions and millions of people. Uh, and so I think that they always kept that in mind and always did everything they could to try to project the sport in the best possible light. And, but you got to tell a story and, you know, sometimes those stories were maybe a little, uh, less than maybe what some people wanted to, to see or read, but at the end of the day, it was done with class, with style, and it's going to be at Darlington Raceway here the end of August, and I'm excited. Well, I'll tell you what, you said that about Darlington and then the reporters that we had with us. We had a lot of guys from South Carolina. We had David Green. Yeah. We had Jeff Owens. Yeah. We had Mike Embry. That's mm-hmm. right. And we also had Gene Granger back in the day. So, the yeah, day. South yes. Carolina made its impact. Well represented. Palmetto State, State was in there, right? That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Well represented. That's good. Well, That's Kerry, good. thank you so much. I cannot begin to tell you how much I'm looking forward to holding a brand-new, hot-off-the-presses issue of Grand National Scene in my hands again. Maybe getting some ink on my hands again. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that That would be definitely a throwback. <laughs> It and, really uh, would. <laughs> you know, and, and before we sign off, I, I remember what you said a minute ago. You couldn't wait to get this in the mailbox yeah. every, every week. Yeah. And uh, so uh, maybe maybe in a, in, a, in a sense for some of our fans, this will be like Christmas at Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, don't forget to email your memories of Darlington, the throwback weekend or scene to DarlingtonScene at Yahoo.com. And you might just wind up with a Darlington prize pack. Be sure to include your full name and address. And again, Kerry, thank you. My pleasure, and I look forward to seeing everyone at Darlington uh, the end of August.